When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton, and we hope you guys have been really been enjoying having the opportunity to learn about the rich football history from this year's 2021 finalist class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know I've been having a blast, and today, guess what? We're going to learn some more because joining me right here on The Mission is the creator of the Lambeau Leap, finalist for this year's class of the 2020 Pro Football Hall of Fame, Green Bay Packers legend, Mr. Leroy Butler. How you doing, Mr. Butler? Doing good, Jameer. Thanks for having me. This is an honor. Oh, wow. You know, and congratulations is so much in order. 15 years eligible. This is the second time being a finalist. If, before we dive in and talk about your rich football legacy, what was it like getting the notification that you were finalist for this year's class? Well, I'll tell you, Jameer, the first year, last year, was amazing. It truly was. I mean, because if you talk to all the finals, they all think they're worthy. And then, but I got a chance to go to Miami, and I'm a big Roger Staubach fan. So I saw him, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And then just talking to some of the people I played against, either Chris Carter's of the world, it made you feel good when they said they think that you belong here. And then, you know, it's just one of those things that this year was a little bit different because we know we had the pandemic and we have over close to 400,000 people passing away. I didn't, I know it was going to be some changes, but this time I, uh, Mr. Baker called me and I was, I was excited, but at the same time, I knew it was going to be different because, you know, the pandemic, they're not going to have all of us come down there. Now, my wife loves to come to Tampa, okay? She loves Orlando, but she understands it's a process. And you know what I said, Jameer, to myself? I said this. Some people with the Hall of Fame, they look at a brand and they look at generic. Now, they do the same thing, but the brand, when you're shopping, top of mind. Peyton Manning, Woodson, Leroy Butler. I'm trying to say, listen, for the all-decade team, we thought that was a measuring stick. And I'm the first team all-decade member, the only one first team that's not in the Hall of Fame. So just put me in so we can just say, that decade is done. Let's work on the next decade. <laughs> I know I that, right? Because speaking of that, you know, I, I'm jumping around here, but I got to read off this stat. Mm -hmm. Mr. Leroy Butler is one of four defensive backs in NFL history to have at least 35 interceptions, 20 sacks, with the other three bring Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, first-year finalist Charles Woodson, and first-year final. excuse me, um, I believe Rondé Barber is... Rondé Barber, yep. Yes, it's a second-year, a first-year finalist as well. Yeah, and, and Rondé Barber is one of my favorites. I mean... Full disclosure, don't tell Tiki, but I like Rondé better. Um, safeties are just something, Jameer. I'm so glad they're talking about us. Before a while, years ago, they never talked about it. But the more, uh, like Steve Atwater, who's also a good friend of mine, I was so happy for him. I really was because he deserved it. And I'm happy for John Lynch. And I'm happy for any safety because we just had gotten 
forgotten. But now the discussion, you can get safeties in every few years, every year they've been, last year they put in two. I hope they do that again. <laughs> so as long as that discussion is coming up about safeties, I think I'll eventually get in. So. That's amazing. You know, you were part of the resurgence of Title Town USA. Let's dive into that. General Manager, Pro Football Hall of Famer Ron Wolf, and Head Coach Mike Holmgren. Did you feel a sense of that resurgence, if you will, when you were going through the process of hearing, you know, how back in the day Green Bay was and all of a sudden now it's coming to fruition? Jameer, that's a great question. And I, um, cause you don't look like you're old enough to know this, but <laughs> when I got there in 1990, Jameer, I'm gonna tell you, I got there in 1990, it was a losing culture. Mm. I think we went like four and 12, six and 10 for a couple of years. And I'm thinking, oh boy, cause I know how the seventies were just not very good. Right. And then all of a sudden you're right. Things start to change. Mike Holmgren came in as like Matt LaFleur, first year coach coordinator, People didn't really know who he was, but he was with Bill Walsh. But his message was, if you buy in, we're all going to win a championship and make a lot of money. I've never heard that before. I said, man, this Mike Holmgren guy is amazing. And then Ron Wolf said, I got to get him a quarterback. Got Brett Favre. Then he said, you know what? I need a difference maker in the organization. Mm. I'm going after Reggie White. I said, Reggie White's not going to come here. I thought African-Americans don't come to Green Bay as a free agent. Mm. Not true. Got Reggie White. Now we're on a fast track to win a championship, and it happened. And when we actually won it, it was 30 years from the last time they won a championship. So things turned around. But out of all those guys, Ron Wolf, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Mike Holmgren, I was the guy that was there the whole time. Wow. So playing with one franchise, to me, that can't be watered down. That's a big deal. That means you took pay cuts. That means you on some good teams, maybe some bad teams, and some great teams. Right. Stuck, stuck through it all. And I love the fans of the Packers. I would never give that up. The Minister of Defense, Pro Football Hall of Famer, may he rest forever in peace, Reggie White. <sighs> yeah. I, what was it like working with him, playing with him, studying with him, just being in the locker room with him? It's almost like you could be here, but when you're around him, it's, I, I, I had the pleasure of working here at the Hall of Fame. And when I see Pro Football Hall of Famer Mike Singletary, not only is it coach, but it's like, you just right. button up. Yeah. It's just something about the air of Mike Singletary. <laughs> you just tighten up. Yes. You tighten up. You are right. And when he walked through that door, mm. I, I, I thought I saw a unicorn. I said, Reggie White. Rich, Reggie White's in Green Bay. I thought I read something say he was going to San Francisco. But when he got there, he told me in that raspy voice, Leroy, I want to win a championship. I said, so do I. <laughs> Not very good. And he changed it. He also brought out something, Jameer, I think is very important. It's okay to be a Christian and say you're saved and be a funny, normal guy. Mm. Reggie White, it's okay to go out to the bar or hang out, but you got to know that you got to be a leader, not a follower. And 
he's, it was okay to be saved and be a normal person. Mm. And I think that that brought our team together. Right. I never would have thought we would have went to Bible study before Reggie. It ain't happening. No, because you got guys from 21 to 31, they don't always agree. That's right. Well, something that we all agree upon, and that is if you want to put your faith out there, you can do that. If you don't, that's fine too. We love everybody. And I just, I learned that from him. To be a good leader, you once had to be a good follower. Mm. So Reggie brought that leadership and we flourished under him. The gunslinger himself. I know you going against him in practice every day. That's like iron sharpened iron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we had some competitive battles on Friday. It was like a game. Mm. One against ones. Ones against ones. So Brett against the number one offense and the number one defense against the number one offense. We had the number one offense, defense, and special teams. I remember Brett threw uh, interception in practice. He kicked the dirt. He was up, made a mistake. I said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. No, no, no. If you believe that you could throw it over the linebacker, between the corner, and right behind the safety, do that. We need a, a quarterback that's willing to take the chances. Because guess what? It's my job to get it back. That's right. I think it, it was refreshing for him to hear that. So you go play. No. I, you make that throw. It's my job. Because guess what? When somebody catch a touchdown on me, which was rare, Jameer, very rare. I think only one. Don't Google that. I wouldn't get dejected. I would come out the field. Okay, they got it. Brett Favre would come right back and throw an 80-yard bomb. And he'd look at me and like, I got your back. That's the kind of guy Brett Favre. And he never missed a game. Right. I know personally, three or four times he was injured. See, injured and hurt, two different things. Mm. When you're injured, you're looking at IR. When you're hurt, you're just a little, you know. It's football. Yeah, right. It's football. He had an ankle that was the color of Skittles. (laughs) I said, he couldn't even walk. He had one of his best games. His father passed away. Mentally, how can anybody get around that? You're a hero. That's right. How can you play? one of his best games. That's the stuff we fed off in the nineties off of each other. Mm. It was truly amazing. That's, that's great. That's great. I know you spoke about this so many times and I look and I see your backdrop there, but this is the first time you're here on a mission. And this is the first time that you and I getting able to chop it up. The Lambo leap. I mean, we see the minister of defense, he's wrapped up. He's, he's, he's turning around. And then all of a sudden, and, 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 and let's break this down, because defensive players may not want to lob the ball because if you lob the ball, you never know. The offensive player is going to try to get it back. Facts. But he all gives facts. you the ball. He gives you the ball. Yes. Mike Holmgren told us, never pitch it if you pick it off a fumble. Never do that. So – I caused a fumble, Jameer, and I'm thinking it was frozen. It was like 17 below, and I'm from Florida, so, you know, I was already freezing. I'm thinking I caused a fumble. I don't know where the ball is. And then all of a sudden, I see Reggie. And, he, and Steve was newski. I think, was grabbing him. And they're 
Red just trying to run. He's going to pitch this ball. So I run over there and we caught eye contact and we're, as if we were going to the prom or something. I'm like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. I mean, it was really awesome. And as he was falling, he laddles me the ball and I'm running down the sideline. I said to myself, man, I want to do something that's awesome. Normally I would do make a play. I would do this weird dance. I mean, thanks to you and Dion, y'all with the Florida State together. I mean, Another come on, I know the club that you come from, fam. I learned all that from my guy, Dion. Do something, the camera's on you. But it was the fans that drew me in. Uh-huh. People were up like 21 to nothing. It's I took 17 below a wind chill and they're still there. I said, I wanna thank them. So I'm running, I jump up there and I jump in the arms of these fans. And I think that's the best celebration only because it has to do with the fans. Mm-hmm. And with the pandemic, we didn't do Lambo leaps this year because right. the fans weren't able to get in the stadium. But the fans, and then Robert Brooks, my guy, love him. Jameer, if it wasn't for Robert Brooks, it would never gotten famous. He wrote a rap song about it called Jump in the Stands. And it blew up. People were talking about it. He was so smart, Robert Brooks. He trademarked Lambo Leap so other teams couldn't steal it. That's great. It was brilliant. Brilliant. So now, if you don't do the leap, the fans will boo you. Boo. <laughs> well, everybody has done it. So shout out to Robert Brooks, man. I love him and I thank him very much for he made it popular. So did you when you were when you were running the end zone, did you ever like occur to you like, yo, man, I I could slip like kind of on the, you know, in the back of the end zone. None of that. <laughs> I never thought about that. None of that. You never thought of that. You were just like, I mean, and you, you made the commitment. Like it was, yeah. it was a choice. Like it was there. It was like, you gave it all. So it was like all or nothing. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point because it is frozen before you jump in. I yeah. see guys run and try to jump and then hit that frozen tarp and they hit the wall. Matter of fact, Robert Brooks' song starts out like that. He says something like Leroy Butler stuck to the wall like Velcro. <laughs> and, it's, and you don't realize it that when you try to jump halfway, the fans are to pull you up. Uh-huh. I mean, like Donald Driver, athletic people, they can just jump up there like the Matrix and sit there, Jordy Nelson, Amon Green. That's a guy. Hey, I need so- help. So you started it, and then they just they just kept it going. Yes, yes. And then a statue was made. Talk about that. Martin Murphy, who I love, man. He's, he runs the Packers. He's an amazing guy, man. And him and Aaron Popke called me up, and they were thinking about it. I said, you know what, which would be my wish. I don't want to stay a statue of me doing it. Mm. Make it to where the fans can be me. Mm. You get some fans and somebody can jump between them and they're up there. Yeah. That to me is emotional because there's a connection. See, we're the only fan base in all the sports. We're owned by our fans. Right. Right. That just, and they put it outside the pro shop, the Packer pro shop. And uh, full disclosure, uh, Jameer, up until the pandemic, you'd have a line of like three, four hundred people waiting to take a picture with it. Oh, 
Trust me, I know, like, shout out to the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, the museum, shout out to the restaurant. I mean, it was yes. like a Tuesday afternoon. I mean, <laughs> listen, listen, it's a pill. I was like, yo, for real? It's like that? Like, yeah. people come down here for lunch on the regular, and, and, then, the, and then the museum is just phenomenal. Like, yeah. your, your Hall of Famers and, and, and just the whole, I mean, you're... you're Next level. I don't want to give it away. How about but, my Packer Hall of Fame shirt? Yeah, man. I mean, like, real talk. If you're a Packers fan and you never made the pilgrimage, because that's what it is. If you were cheese, if you if you were cheesehead and you've never been there, that's a bucket list. Like I always say, come to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but you might want to go to the Packers Hall of Fame as well. Because I can't hate. Mm -hmm. I mean, the frozen tundra area. Um, Vince Lombardi's like, you guys got the whole entire office set up. Yes, his we got the nineteen nineteen restaurant. Like yeah, when it first started, it was. It's like I used to do tours. We do tours. You can like pick a, you can go on the site and pick like which alumni you want to do a tour of the stadium with. We're next level in Green Bay. We yeah, y'all are. Shout out to Green Bay. <laughs> and and to take a couple steps further, you got to share with us. You got married there too. Oh man, I met a real queen. This God is good. Her name is Genesis. And in my um, little speech thing uh, that you say, I was like, you can't start the Bible without Genesis. Mm. I was like, mm. is that lame? Is that cheesy? No, it fits. Fits. So yeah, meeting her was one of the highlights of my life. She's a truly amazing man. Thank you for bringing that up, man. I appreciate that, Jamir. Yeah. I don't think most guys talk about their spouses enough because they think it's all about them. But for me, it's about the people around me who makes me a better person. Now, the one thing she did do, full disclosure, that me and her got into it about. Um, uh, New Year's. 11 o'clock, she wants to go to church. I said, okay. Well, how long are we going to be there? Oh, just an hour until midnight, then we can go home. Right. It's 1245. I'm looking at it like, when is the pastor going to wrap this thing up? Man, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Little Roy sleeping. Daddy, let's, I said, okay. But pastor keeps saying, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. We laughed about it. We still laugh about it. But other than that, and watching Hallmark movies, 365. That's right. Perfect wife. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like um, just having the alumni when everybody comes back and the rich history and the guys? I mean, I can only imagine, like, I know what it's like here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, our enshrinement. But when it's alumni day in Green Bay, what is that energy like? I tell you what, when I first saw Bart Starr in two, uh, we were watching the game together in 2007, playoff game. You get goosebumps when he said, yeah, I hit Max McGee, backside slant. They were expecting Jim Taylor. I faked it to Taylor, hit Max McGee. I was like, wow, it's amazing. I said, how was that playing with all these Hall of Famers? Jerry Kramer, oh, yeah, we get a double team. We go up to the next level. We cut a guy off. Back then, Leroy Butler, you can cut. You don't do that anymore. I say, well, it's illegal. Wow, wow. We didn't have elbow pads and knee pads. 
they didn't have any 300 pounders mm-hmm. and that hearing that so anytime we do alumni and tony fisher and kathy dewarick with uh, the Packers, they do a phenomenal job every franchise should do that mm-hmm. and i'm glad i appreciate you even bringing that up even more because sometimes the alumni feel like they get lost in these they do so much for these organizations you don't get a chance to go back financially and to touch your fan base because we lost about five to six Packers in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was tough. It was tough, very emotional, you know, yeah. but you know, cause the forest Gregs of the world, they're the ones that paved the way for all of us to get the money that we get and all that kind of stuff. And they had to go through concussion. They didn't have the proper helmets. And mm. so uh, our, our alumni association, uh, the Packer hall of fame, is phenomenal and i just love them i love everything about what they stand for because they want us to make money that's right so they us opportunities and when you get inducted to the packer hall of fame that's when you feel because a lot of guys a majority of the guys in the packer hall of fame they probably never be on this interview with you but that hall of fame to them means something and i appreciate the fact that uh, and they're separate from the packers by the way they're not together like separate Except his own company. So I just appreciate all the opportunities they have done for us. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I thought it was like all one unit under under one umbrella. You know, one yeah. thing that I used to love to see is you guys on the bicycles and you yeah. see the kids like riding you to practice. I was like, man, because I was I was blessed to be a ball boy for my hometown team, the New York Jets, as a kid growing up. So it was nah. like that was huge honor and it was like when I saw it and that was like one of the things that sparked it along with the mean Joe Green commercial I mean I mean who did not want to be a ball boy after seeing that Coca-Cola commercial and now working here at the hall and had a chance to tell him that yeah. It was, it's like a blessing, but, but what was that like? I mean, like, did you, did like, I mean, kids must've been like, no, 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 Mr. Leroy, Mr. Leroy, come over here. I, I, I want to take you to practice. <laughs> the guy I rode Nick, his name is Nick. I rode his bike for 10 straight years. Full disclosure. He comes out, I come out and you're right. When you come out, you got, Hundreds of kids, choose my bike, choose my bike. He was very quiet, mm. starstruck. And he never asked for anybody to come to his bike. And he didn't have like this real nice, but some parents go buy these kids the $500 bike so you can choose it. Right. The connection, the connection. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to, I used to have a, a, a growing up, uh, I had a disability, I had a lot of disabilities, but I couldn't walk. So I couldn't run, jump, swim like other kids. I used to be in a wheelchair, I had braces mm-hmm. on my legs like Forrest Gump. So I was Forrest Gump before Tom Hanks, by the way. <laughs> so, and I was very shy. Right. Not anymore, but I was shy. I said, there's my connection. I said, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name is Nick, sir. I said, no, don't call me, sir. He said, my name is Nick, sir. I said, are you a broken record? No, but my name is Nick, sir. I said, I'm going to ride your bike. Oh. He almost fainted. I said, Nick, what's going on? Because uh, my mom driving me over, she said, don't get upset if you don't get chosen. Mm-hmm. So for a pro bowler to choose you uh, is a big deal. That's right. So 
he went from that shy kid to being, and then it was a couple of times he had to go to the dentist or the doctor. He had a kid out there waiting with the like the, the limo driver, like I'm for Nick for Leroy Butler. It was amazing. So I'm like, where's me? Oh, oh, yep, that's me. And that's the connection we have with our community. Steep. That's so deep. They didn't do it this year, obviously, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. All the guys, some guys like to walk, like Reggie White will walk. Okay. Sign autograph down and back, and kids love that because he was too big to get on a bike. <laughs> I loved it. Man, I want to go back to Florida State. Charlie Ward. Oh, that was my guy. People don't know he was a punter. Charlie Ward was a punter. He was our punter. Really? Forty-eight. 50-yard punts, 60-yarders. He was a punter. Dead serious. Wow. Charlie you know, Ward was a punter. Not only is he the nicest guy other than me, but when I saw him play basketball, Jameer, I said, wait a minute. Mm. You two-sport guy. Because he played our intramural team. Right, you know, right. You know, like our ace. Charlie Ward was passing that thing and shooting, dunking. Then he was a quarterback. Yes. He did everything. Everything. Tried everything. But basketball was his calling. It blew me away because I wanted him to be the quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah. And when he came out, I want to say a week before the draft, was like, don't draft me because I don't want to play in the NFL. I'm going to play basketball. And I was like, what? We I just never forget my whole crew. We were stunned. But then we were happy because he became a New York Nick. So it all worked out. It yes. all worked out. Yes. Yes. But 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 man, I want to go back to 1988, fourth down. Uh-oh. Yes. Yes. Because I I I I'm just I'm just learning all about the ins and outs. Oh. I cannot imagine how did you I gotta go there, guys. How was you able to stand like like this? I mean, friends and family who's watching the podcast, after you get done with this, go to YouTube. How did you, how was you, I mean, it wasn't like he handed it off. He, the punt a ruski. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you talk. I'm sorry. I, I get excited. Man, you're platinum today, boy. You. This may be one of the best interviews I ever did in my life. When I go south past like Georgia, it's the punt ruski. They don't even say Lambo Leap down there. No, it's the punt ruski. And Coach Bobby Bowden, we put in trick plays all the time, but we put it in, I think, for Miami. We're going to save it for Miami. Mm -hmm. And we're playing Clemson. They were top five. We were top five. We're in Death Valley in Clemson, South Carolina. And they got the tiger going on. They got all this. They would run down this hill and rub this rock, all this stuff. <laughs> so it was, on third down, we threw a pass, Jameer, and the guy, it was he could have intercepted it. The game would have been over, but he dropped it. God is good. Down, I'm always on the punt team. So I'm running out there and Coach Bowden say, run it. I said, what? Because that was me and his cute to tell people we're going to run it. Right. We're down. It's raining. Anything can happen. <laughs> I said, guys, we're running this thing. So the punter 
jumped as if the ball went over his head. Uh-huh. We had two up backs. And the, the key was Dane Williams, the personal protector, was going to get the snap, put it between my legs, and run to the right. <laughs> I was supposed to stay there for three seconds because people be trying to find where the ball is and then take off. So when he did that, I'm sitting there like you just demonstrated. Like <laughs> the ball, Jameer, and I'm thinking, some guy sees me. I think his name was Jerome Henderson, I think. Okay. I'm, not, I'm sorry. So I said, I got to go. <laughs> the first thing I said was, just get the first down. Right, right, just, right. Oh, I'm past the first down. Just keep running. And I'm running. Now, Donnell Wolf, he's the punt return. He's down there looking like, what's going on? You know, I hear the crowd. Oh, I'm running. And I'm running down this sideline. And I, Jameer, I get to like the 30. And boy, that monkey jumped on my back. I'm like, God, just get me to the 10-yard line so we get an easy field goal to win this game. And I'm going, and I got a nasty down there whoop, but he sees me. So he's running there, and he's trying to save me, and I did all I could to score, but I went out like the three-yard line. Richie Andrews, one of my best friends, left-footed kicker, mm. but it was on the left hash. We would like for it to be on the right hash so he can curl it. Right. He's one of the best kickers. So I said to myself, please make this field goal. Otherwise, otherwise I'm the GOAT and not in a good way. <laughs> when he made that field goal, that put me on a national. I mean, next thing you know, I was a consensus All-American. The next year, I got a chance to meet Bob Hope. Everything was perfect. But that play, I remember Beano Cook. He said the best quote ever, Jameer. He said that was the best play since my fair lady. I, I mean, it, that's all they talked about for still talking about it. It's the greatest fake punt ever. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. Me and my buddy, we was watching it, watching it, rewind and rewind it. I was like, he had his hands between his legs. Like, really? Like, hold on. How did he do that? But it's funny that you say that because I can see you was running straight up. You were like, oh, man, man, I don't know them hammies was getting tight. You was up tight, boy. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I just didn't want to get ran down, like, by the 50. Uh, I just kept going. And I, I just remember that it was, we first, oh, go back. Jameer, we was going to put it on the ground mm -hmm. instead of between my legs. And then Coach Bowden said, no, if he put it on the ground, somebody may kick it. And then it's a fumble. Right. Put it between his legs because nobody would expect it. And when we did it in practice, it didn't work. We tried to try it in, in practice. It didn't work. You know, <laughs> Dan kept dropping the ball. Or I kept dropping it. But he said, Coach Bowden said, hey, boy. I want somebody to win that old dad gummer game and it was gonna be us. It remind me, it remind me of Billy Bob that hook and ladder. We're gonna run that play again. We ain't gonna run that play again. We're gonna run that play. Come on, Billy Bob. No, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. So I that's great. I that's great. Hey man, I gotta ask you this as a as a former safety, mm -hmm. and you look at in today's game past the present, but as your defensive unit, is there an offensive unit that sometimes you think today like Man, I wish we would have go against these guys, or I would have liked to gone against this 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 unit. Ooh, uh, offense. Um, you know what? I like the. Um, I would have loved to have gone against the offense that the Rams run, the Packers run it, San Francisco run it. A lot of movement. Uh huh. 
misdirection stuff, that would have been fun to go against. Because we didn't do a lot of movement back in the 90s. Teams would just come and line up there, and they wouldn't motion or anything. Uh, that would have been fun. Right. Because really, it, it would have been a different guy to say who you're going to stop. Right. Right. That would have been a lot of fun. So we defended the, the uh, West Coast style offenses, the pro style all the time, or the spread, like the K-Gun right. with uh, in Buffalo. But I never went up against an offense with a lot of motion, a lot of shifts and bunch formations. That would have been, been nice. I know you guys are on fire out there in Green Bay. A lot of excitement, you know, happening this coming weekend. Well, we so we it's, 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 you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, as a fan and just watching it, it's just like Rodgers is just in a different zone zone i mean he's he's it's like almost he's like in cruise control he's so comfortable he's so confident you know he's always been that you know that really guy that you really just never see get rattled but just something about this season just watching him and just how he's like hitting his targets he's on fire yeah he really is and i'm proud of him because it was a lot of distractions back in april when they drafted jordan love it was just a, you know people just didn't know what to think you know mm -hmm. here's an organization with an mvp Hall of Fame quarterback, and they draft a quarterback because in the future, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and some of these other you know, teams, they're not going to be very good three years from now because they don't have a quarterback. The Packers want to get ahead of that. And at the same time, they wanted to have the best quarterback. And, and this particular offense, and then he had, I think he had maybe, he could have had 60 touchdowns, but he had a few drops along right. the way. But and the one thing, I, this is mind-boggling. If he goes through his career and play another three or four years and he throws under 100 interceptions, I didn't think that was possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, 48 and five, I thought 35 and five would be great, but he'll probably go down as the best passer rating in NFL history. But this year, he by far, to me, is the best leader in all of sports. Yeah, he's a, he's in a zone, and 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 his um his offense is going to be tested because they are facing a really tough defense. What do yeah. you what do you what do you, what, do you, what do you like about that defense that they're facing? Well, Jalen Rams is one of my Florida State uh, buddies. I think he's with the top corner. So him and Devontae Adams are going to really have a great matchup. Aaron Donald to me reminds me of Howie Long on that mm. first step. Because Howie Long, that first step, he just destroyed double teams. But he's a little banged up. So, and they brought in Leonard Floyd from Chicago. And those two guys have been playing great. But I'll tell you this, Devontae Adams broke all kind of records. You know, Cam Akers, another Florida State guy. Him and Aaron Jones will be a good matchup because they run that same offense. But the biggest matchup to me are two head coaches, Jameer. It'll be just like me coaching against you. Like, you know, you, a guy that you look up to. I look up to you, by the way, not the other way. But I want to beat people like that. Mm -hmm. So people think just because they coach together, there's no fire. No, those are the guys you want to beat the most. Because, you know, the Rams were in a position to really take off. Then they had some injuries. Jared Goff gets hurt. He has surgery. Yeah, Wolford gets 
injured. Now he has to come in. They brought in Blake Bortles, a quarterback who took Jacksonville to the championship game a few years back. So if he can't play, it's an issue. But I think it'll be 25, maybe seven degrees wind chill. That thumb may be a little froze when he tried to throw that thing. I mean, slip out and flutter, and Jerry Alexander picks it off, and they win. But I'm, I'm, we're just excited. We're excited for a team from the West Coast is going to come into these elements and play. But you're right. Two number one offense and defense coming together, it's going to be so entertaining. Well, before we let you go, I would be remiss if we didn't really dive into your community work. And that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Butler versus bullying campaign. Let's talk about that. And I, I, I mentioned this before, you know, African-American in the projects, in Jacksonville, Florida. I was bullied from first grade to 12th grade because I was special needs department. You know, I couldn't run and jump like other kids. I had the crutches and my teachers were amazing. They were teachers to me are just everything. My teachers are just so great. And I just could not really get on with my life because of, you know, kids really bullied me for whatever reason. So my thing was just keep my blinders on, make it to the NFL so I one day can be in the NFL to get my mom out of the projects. So it worked out for me. So I do a lot of Butler versus Butler. We do a lot of uh, online campaigns now, mm -hmm. virtual. I talk to kids, virtual still schools. Last year, I talked to like 40 kids in a pandemic virtually. Mm. This year, I'm going to do the same thing. And thank you for asking, because that really means a lot to me. I'm the spokesperson for Friends of Autism. Yeah. Special needs kids. I represent them. And this is my new vodka, by the way. My new vodka, we're going to help with um, colon cancer and high blood pressure, because I know that's prominent in the African-American community. And yes. we're going to donate money for Butler versus bullying. So I'm just really excited, Jameer. I really appreciate That's great. That. That's great because cyber, because, because, because Leroy, cyber bullying is real. I have a 15 year old daughter who's a freshman in high school. And it seems like now that I'm learning, you know, the beefs are real, but it's like, it's gotten a lot better. It's a little different now because of the pandemic, everybody's home, but middle school. Oh, it's rough. It was real man and 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 when you tweet something or you put it out there on snapchat it's forever it is it really is and it's something you gotta my your parents can help you though your parents and your teachers can help you we just tell kids to be friends not enemies mm. Mm. well i'm blessed that i got a chance to meet a new friend today and mm. i'm wishing you the best and I can't wait for us to get an opportunity to come because we do a lot of work out there in Green Bay. I'm gonna look you up. So Please. I appreciate you. I appreciate your Never time today. And um, guys, the creator of the Lambo Leap, Packers legend, Pro Football Hall of Famer finalist, Mr. Leroy Butler right here on The Mission.